Welcome back to the Content Warning World Fighting Championship Content Warning saying it twice just to get it out there. In this corner we have all of the dirty words and the fucks and the shits and the swears that we are going to say. And in this corner we have the penis talk. So, in case you haven't noticed by the fact that I said all of those already, we will be having various dirty conversations and probably swearing a lot. Ready? And fight! Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to the bar with no name to... Fight. Yeah. Sorry, I, I jumped no, it was on okay. that one. <laughs> That's what we're here to do, is fight. So, I would like to see you guys fight about it. Get out. Except don't, because you're... That's a long fall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how long of a fall right now. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. it's always been a, a little up in the air. <laughs> but it's... Boo. <laughs> Was not on purpose. Uh, well, with that in mind, Zach, what's our matchup this week? Tyler is arguing for Squirrel Girl, while I am arguing for Jamie Madrox, the multiple man. And I, editor Stowaway Steven, am going to judge your debate. Oh, Squirrel Girl is uh, Doreen Green. I, I said mm-hmm. one name, I should say the other one. I don't. Uh, and also, I'm apparently going to do the coin flip. Tyler, call it. We're just, yeah. just going to roll into it. Heads. That was great. That was fun watching you almost drive that. <laughs> that was a very poor one, and I, I I think this is Tails. If it's crossed out, it's Tails. Okay, yes, Tails. Reminder, we're using an over-the-top Two-Face coin for this, because uh, it's us. The ceremonial over-the-top Two-Face coin. It was uh, what came with the special edition Best Buy Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight DV Dark Blu-ray. TV dark. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyways, so it was Tails? Yes, yeah, Tails. Um, and hell with it. I'll go first. My battle is really simple here. Doreen Green does have increased strength and abilities of a squirrel, which is, I guess, increased from humans? That's one of those ones that, like, okay, I understand. The, I have the proportion and strength of a squirrel. And I'm like, yeah, okay, wait. Now that I say that out loud, I feel dumb. Are, but we'll get to it. Are <laughs> squirrels proportionally strong? Yes. Actually, I'm sure they are. Most things that are smaller than us are proportionately, like, much I mean, stronger than we are. Let's just think about it like this for a second. How much do they climb? That's true. They you know swole. how tiring cl- climbing is? <laughs> they, they are going to be swole. Okay, yeah. So... She is going to have the advantage on Jamie Madrox with the um, strength, but as I remember, it is not as overpowered as, like, Thor versus Cap, to use an example. Like, it, it's it's powered up, but not, like, god-level powers, uh, which I would counter with Jamie Madrox has the really overpowered but underutilized ability that he once sent out, like, 200 duplicates and had them train and practice in just... Everything ranging from detective work to martial arts to one became a priest <laughs> to uh, like all sorts of stuff. And then when Tell he brought them back in, he gets, I don't know, they, they weren't talking about it in 2003 era Marvel, but when he takes, yes, probably <laughs> yes. Uh, but when he uh, reabsorbs the duplicate, he gets all of their knowledge. So he gathered up the ex- like a year's worth of experience of like a hundred dupes. Oh my goodness. That is like such a 
Oh, God, I would love that fucking power so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does make him a little confusing and confused, but... Understandable, didn't think about that downside. Also, the super dark storyline where his dupe impregnated someone, and then the moment he touched the baby, it got reabsorbed into him because it was a dupe. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was Peter David at top Peter David trauma storytelling. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That's so fucked up. <laughs> it was real dark. But that's not important to this because presumably these two are not going presumably. to have a baby in the process. I understand of... still, but that's like one of the... It's, it's been a minute since we've had a wild, like, what the fuck level of moment for me in a moment. That's... Yeah, just imagine reading that comic for the first time. <laughs> oh my god, I, that's why no, I love wait, doing what this just podcast. Uh, especially because he didn't know it was a dupe, so he's like, what's happening? It's... Absolute favorite um, thing about this podcast. Anyways, here is kind of where I ultimately think it comes down to with Madrox versus Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl's strongest ability by far is her ability to summon squirrels to attack. This is responsible for the single greatest panel in comic book history of Doctor Doom fighting squirrels going, Confound these rodents! For every one I destroy, another two vex me! Jamie De- But, like, the question is, how many squirrels can she summon in this, like, city area? I'm sure you probably have some kind of answer, but we'll go into the same. The question is, how many squirrels can one person beat? Because Jamie Madrox can create hundreds of himself. So it becomes the ultimate battle. And really, honestly, I desperately just want to see this splash page of hundreds of Jamie Madrox just filling this abandoned warehouse that we've been utilizing. Punching squirrels. This mental image delights me to know. Exactly. I actually, like, I'm not supposed to admit this. I don't care how this one lands now that we have put this out into the world. And I'm tr- <laughs> I, I, just to fully get it out there, I'm trying my best to, uh, to listen to the arguments as they are is and, and not be biased by my absolute undying love for Doreen Green and Squirrel Girl. <laughs> well, the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl series that came out a couple years ago is one of the best things Marvel's put out in the 21st century. It's- so. Ah, chef kiss. I'll, I'll drop it at that. Like, how many... Like, is, it's going to come down to how many dupes versus how many how many squirrels. And I would say, untrained me, I think I could beat up at least three squirrels on my own. Yeah, I, I can see you taking on three squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a bonus episode to debate this, but... How many squirrels can Zach beat up? <laughs> oh, that's definitely going to come up in the follow uh, in our round two. <laughs> um, let's see. Like, we get two rounds? Cool. Mm-hmm. My first round is... Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Mic drop. <laughs> That's all you're going to do for your first round? This is, because as I was thinking about this today, and this is part of the reason why I came in with not too much prep here, the whole shtick of Doreen Green is that she survives fucking anything she shouldn't be able to survive. And they very specifically, she beat him off panel, but there's a, a page of Doreen Green with uh, standing over an unconscious Thanos... Thanos. And with Watu the Watcher, Watcher being like, that's him. Doreen Green, you have beaten the real Thanos. Not an alternate. Not a clone. Not a doppelganger. You have defeated the absolute real Thanos. And I don't admittedly have a counter for that. The closest I can come up with is like, I'm not sure how much we can really utilize that, considering that we don't know what happened there. Like, literally, I mean, the whole thing happens... Off panel. panel. We have seen her take on multiple things, but on a much more human 
level when she was operating as Luke operating when she was Luke Cage's nanny. Luke Cage's kid's nanny, not Luke Cage's nanny. I need to read this. <laughs> it was not as good as I wanted it to be. I still need to read uh, this. The mansion is attacked by Hydra, and uh, she does take on multiple mechs while looking after Daniel Cage, but not in a, like, someone who just beat up Thanos absolutely would have a much easier time while for the most part she's like, I'm escaping! Mm-hmm. I will say with that Avengers run, the awkward thing is there's a definite implication that she was that she used to date Wolverine. Which, when you look at the age differences, is oh really uncomfortable. We talked about that, and it's never fucking okay for me. But that's also just like a hard thing in general with Wolverine, because he's fucking ancient in general. It was also mm-hmm. a one-page gag that was when Squirrel Girl was a really like forgettable, unimportant character of indeterminate age. Yeah. Like- and then she came back, Unbeatable came out a couple years later, and suddenly we were like... Right, she's in college. This is not like a... I think she's currently 20. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, mm-hmm. but before, you know, it's like... Indeterminate a little yeah. bit. Kind of just like she's a young adult. young, but not like anyone under 80 is young for Wolverine. And for like so a one-page like, gag, it's like... And yeah. she was such a throwaway character, really, before that point. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not really defending it. it, but I'm also saying that it is... When you look at the context of where Squirrel Girl was at the time, it's not nearly as problematic as it is now. No. And also, I don't think really people really thought about, like, the context of, like, Logan being that old, really, as much no. in that time frame, too. This was the peak Hugh Jackman is hot. Mm-hmm. Face. Exactly. But yeah, so like, I'm going to argue there's only so much we can bring up. Can I also just say, I do want to fuck that old man? I, no, fair. Hugh Jackman or Wolverine? Either way. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> it hurts every time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you broke him. Uh, <laughs> that's the noises he'd be making. Uh, <laughs> Not far off. <laughs> I just if you, if you put if you take Squirrel Girl out of the basic Squirrel Girl series, she becomes a much more like standardized level character when you take her out of the absolute Matt Capri. Similar to when you put Deadpool out of his own solo series, he becomes much more like part of the Marvel U and at a much more like understandable level of ability. She's good and she's wildly more powerful than people give her credit for. But to be honest, Multiple Man is as well. Multiple Man is one of those mutants that should be one of the absolute powerhouses, except for the fact that he doesn't always apply himself. So if we take in him applying himself, like him actually using his abilities, which he does when the the time comes, he's just also very willing to be like, sure, I'll cater the Hellfire Gala, whatever. Which is hilarious. It is. And that's what's... That's what's hard about this one for me when I was trying to think about it. Of These characters aren't necessarily joke characters, but they're characters used for jokes a lot. But also have, like, realistically fucking, like, powers that would fuck up a lot of people, in all honesty. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not to be, other, like, trifled with. Other than honesty. when Multiple Man shows up in X3 and it's just Wolverine. And he's only, like, he's young in that one. And Wolverine kills a lot of the same teenager in that movie. You're right. I forgot about <laughs> that. He is, he's young. Um, that's, dis- that's, that's. Wolverine is not coming out of this episode looking great if we're no. really discussing this. I um, mean, looking great, but metaphorically. <laughs> Fuckable, but problematic. Wolverine. <laughs> 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 God damn. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really... I'm. 
He's I'm having a hard time arguing this because I think at the end of the day, it really does come down to how many squirrels she can summon in uh, in this area versus how many dupes he can make. And at the end of the day, I don't know how to answer that equation. Go ahead. I assume you can answer that equation on I, some level. I can't answer that equation. I don't think it necessarily comes down to that. <laughs> First off, I already said unbeatable squirrel girl and dropped the mic, but Gonna I just want to expand again. on that. That made it really hard to counter. Like, that was... <laughs> I mean, we might not know what happened off-panel, but let's put it into the context of, like, this wasn't just... Thanos. This is a bunch of enemies. This was, she had a quit a team because they were taking advantage of the fact that she could go go get the job done by herself. Great Lakes Avengers? Mm-hmm. Well, they're useless. She she still had a quit a team because <laughs> they wouldn't go out on missions and would just sit around playing video games while she would single-handedly take on Fing Fang Foom. That's, that's some great comic writing, if you ask me, though. Mm. I love that concept. I don't overly care for the Great Lakes Avengers, but Dan Slott was writing a pretty good book at that time. Like, basically writing a, a, an Avengers group that's completely fucking useless, but they're sitting, still getting the job done because one of them's able to actually do yes, it. Yes, that's exactly what they that's are. That's fucking great. It's kind of part of the joke, but also, like, it's from the official source. Because of the way she stacks up against fighting enemies... All of her stats are maxed on the official Marvel write-up. It's all straight sevens across the board. It's wild. But here's the thing. I don't think it necessarily comes down to how many squirrels go against how many multiples, because as a backup, she'll just talk down multiple man. She talks, man, and she's good at it. She's like makes inroads with different villains, with different enemies, to the point where some don't consider her... A no, her and Craven are besties, which is weird. I have a she point. can go borrow it like a time machine from Doctor Doom because he's like, oh yeah, I guess. I have a point of order question here, and this just entirely falls under like this has never come up before, and I'm not sure. Does talking them out of the fight when the whole point of this is the fight still count as a victory in this? I think instance? if you talk and get them to leave, yeah, because that's the thing. The biggest problem I had with this is like, okay, when we did Pietro versus Johnny Storm, those two will absolutely fight. Multiple Man and Squirrel Girl are both kind of doofuses, but in, like, a fun, lovable way. They would just get a disturbing number of tacos together. This is an issue I have with an upcoming fight in that, like, I don't know. Like, we have to come up with, like, there has to be a reason for them to really get into it, I think, for certain cases. Otherwise, like, there's certain matchups that it's just, like, I don't, I don't see them actually really fighting long-term. I see... The way I, I was thinking about this one is the fact that that, at this point, almost seems to be part of her power set. So I wanted to use okay, it okay. as I'm not. I'm not calling set. you out on it or anything. And, I just am curious of where that, like... And I also, I will accept that in that, like, having read a bunch of recent Dorian Green, that newer run, that is, I would make the argument, her, her greatest power. She does talk Galactus out of eating the planet by convincing him to go to a planet made of nuts. Um... Like we said, we don't know how she's This comic Thanos. is a delight, people. I just, that's it, really... It's this. such a delight. But also, like, that, I think, is one of her greatest arguments. She talks down fucking villains all the time. And I think that is how she resolves fights so frequently that I would count that as a, a thing. Personally, I'd make the... Okay. The call that that, like, would be a resolution to the fight. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just wanted to, like... 
Yeah, I you, think, you see where I was asking. Oh, I absolutely, I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But also, like within the guy, within the guise of the whole argument too, I imagine they would still throw down a little bit before, like, yeah, it's they're gonna start <laughs> talking while throwing blows. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing that happens. Like for and her blows can either lift eight hundred pounds or twenty five tons. It's very depending on the issue. Al Ewing had this <laughs> Avenger series, all new Avengers, that was it it didn't end up being very good because it got caught up in some not great crossovers happening at the time, but it was so good in like the periods where it did and it had like Wiccan and Hulkling and Squirrel Girl, who was a really fun combo of those three together. Oh god, that sounds excellent. Hawkeye and Sunspot and I think Cannonball was on the team and like it, it was just a lot of like weird outside Avengers. Specifically, Squirrel Girl, Wiccan, and Hulkling together was such a fun combination. And I just wish that series had gone for like eighty issues of not getting pulled into shit like Secret Invasion or the Pleasant Hill crossover or the... I would also love to just watch a fucking sitcom of them being roommates. There was supposed to be a New Warrior sitcom that was basically some of the New Warriors, some of the Great Lakes Avengers, and Squirrel Girl as the main characters. But it was supposed to go to ABC Family, and that went about as well as ABC Family did in the last couple of years. Fair. So yeah, I guess my... That's that's my argument. Even if she's not going to punch her way out of it, she's going to talk her way out of it. Yeah, like, I, it's hard to make an argument on this, like, a call on this, in that, like, I do think that it would be an amazing fight to see. I would love to see them go all out, based on what I know about Squirrel Girl. The arguments given here, I'm going to have to call it for Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Drop. <laughs> kind of. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I think I'm going to call it a... A, a win slash draw scenario in that I think she's going to talk him out of it. He's not going to, like... He might not be unconscious at the end like all yeah. the rest of them probably are going I mean, to. after they go for, like, enough food, he might have the itis and be... Well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like she's going to talk him down into a state where it's going to be, a, like, a, it makes no sense for them to fight, but there would be an amazing panel of... 300 plus multiple mans being swarmed by probably a thousand squirrels. A thousand like, squirrels. Because, like, this is the most full the warehouse has been. Oh, oh yeah. No, it, it is, is like. <laughs> I imagine this this fight ends because the warehouse literally falls open and, and they're just like, wait, this is, this is ridiculous. And then actually start a dialogue and Doreen talks it down. That's I, how I see it. I do have further thoughts, but we'll save it for a bonus bit. Uh, Definitely as well. I, I mostly agree with like where that one's going, though. <laughs> Based on the arguments here, I feel like it's going to be a a, a a draw with with a, a slight lean favor towards Doreen slash Tyler. Mm -hmm. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today we'll keep with this expedition's theme of Marvel villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Asbestos Man? Redemption. I got nothing. Like, I know I've read some stuff with him. What, what, what I... could you throw off as a guess? Can I guess? If he has if he has, yeah. no, I'll let him go, go first. For, I, got, I don't have any. I want to guess a Superman villain. No, it's Marvel. Oh, so damn. No. Never mind. Then I got nothing. Human Torch villain. Mm. Oh, okay, so possibly from as far back as like when he was a uh, 
one of the co-leads in Strange Tales way back in the 60s. Easily understandable, given asbestos. A very strange period where Human Torch was popular enough to lead his own book, but most books had two stories with separate characters, so it would be Human Torch and then uh, Nick Fury originally, I think, but then later uh, Doctor Strange. Like, it just... Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Oddly, for a while, neither Iron Man nor Cap had their own books, and they were in the same two-in-one book together. Just double feature type Uh concept. Yeah. I like that. It was a way... uh, Back in the day, Marvel couldn't release as many books as they can now for various reasons that we're not going to go into. So that was a way that you could test characters to see if they'd be popular enough for their own title. Mm. Very clear to see the the through line of uh, Human Torch needs a villain. Especially... Man, I love Stan Lee, but he was not a great writer, and they were just throwing stuff at walls to see what would stick. And Asbestos Man did not. I mean, I'm sure there's like... I mean, the, the mesothelioma did. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I'm sure there's a chance that he's got brought up as recently as like the 90s or more recent, but... Uh, I'm looking forward to this redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off, but before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.